What's going on fellow Brandonaires? Doing a long lost portfolio update as I finally reached $120,000 in my portfolio heading out of earnings season. In today's video, I'll go over exactly how much money I've made or lost, how big of a position a stock is in my portfolio, and the dates that I bought the stock to give you full transparency. Just do me a quick favor and make sure you like this video and are subscribed to the channel. Now let's take a look at my milestone tracker and each of the different dates that I hit 10k milestones. I first reached $1,000 in March of 2018 and I reached $100,000 about three and a half years later in June of 2021. And now after back to back 69 days, it took me just 58 days to go from $110,000 all the way to $120,000. And almost all of that $10,000 gain came in the past two weeks as the stock market is on an absolute tear. Any guesses on how long it will take me to reach $130,000? Let me just do a quick background on myself because we've had a lot of new subscribers on here lately. I am in my mid-20s. I've been investing in the stock market for almost four years now. I love buying dividend stocks but I also like to have a nice healthy mix of growth stocks as well as lately, I've just been keeping it really simple and buying ETFs because these require very little work but offer amazing returns. Now I won't be able to go over each company that I own because I own over 50 different positions and this video would take forever, but I'll highlight a few and talk about their most recent news. Let's start off with a bang and the company that just pushed $1 trillion in market cap and that would of course be Tesla. Hertz car rental company comes back from the dead and they immediately ink a deal to buy 100,000 Tesla vehicles. Think about all the new customers that will use a Tesla car for the first time and potentially fall in love with the car that they buy one of their own. Some may say that Tesla is massively overpriced and that its ridiculous P.E. ratio might be some proof. But I've heard that same argument when Tesla was under even a $100 billion market cap. Tesla is light years away from the competition with its autonomous driving features and taxi services, and they are on the cusp of changing the world if they haven't already done so. Elon Musk's net worth, thanks to Tesla's recent spike in share price, he is now worth nearly $300 billion. That is almost a full $100 billion richer than second place Jeff Bezos. Now I'm worth just slightly less than them as I only own 7 shares of Tesla at an average cost of $398 and my current equity in them is just under $8,000 as they make up 6.49% of my portfolio as they've actually regained the largest position in my portfolio with their most recent run up and the funny thing is I haven't even bought any shares of Tesla since April, but my total gain on them is $5,000 or about 180%. Not a bad investment by any means. And the next company we're going to talk about is JP Morgan Chase. I currently own 14 shares of Chase at a cost basis of $115 a share. Chase currently trades at around $170 a share, so that means I have a total gain of just under $800. My current equity in them is around $2,400, and they make up about 2% of my portfolio. So we know in addition to potentially getting great capital appreciation, JP Morgan Chase is also a great dividend payer. They just had another fantastic earnings report where they beat analysts' top and bottom line growth numbers. Their investment banking segment continues to be top-notch in the industry and they have a very strong balance sheet. 
Chase became the first bank to ever have a location in all lower 48 states, and they have plans to add nearly 400 more banks by the end of 2022. I'm also a proud owner of Microsoft, owning 14 shares worth over $4,600 in equity. They make up about 4% of my account, and my total gain on them is over $2,400, or 112%. Microsoft is worth over $2.4 trillion and challenging Apple for the largest company in the world. Microsoft's cloud services grew 50% year over year as their net income topped $20 billion in their Q1. No wonder they have enough money to be buying back $60 billion worth of shares and boost their dividends. Okay, let's get into the stocks I actually went out and bought today. Everyone loves to buy stocks on a discount, and when I saw that Starbucks was down 7% at one point today, I knew I needed to capitalize on this opportunity. It's not every day that a blue chip company like Starbucks goes down that much. Investors were not impressed when they saw that China same-store sales shrunk by 7%. Starbucks said that C19 really hurt them in that particular geographical location. Still though, they actually beat on earnings and fell slightly short on revenue numbers at $8.1 billion versus $8.2 billion expected. Same store sales actually went up 22% in the quarter and 11% from two years ago. So you can't just say, oh, that's because of C19. Of course their sale numbers went up. Their numbers still went up two years ago when C19 was not yet a known thing. Also store-wide, because they are so desperate for workers, they're going to now have $15 as the floor for hourly compensation. The holidays also mean that Starbucks gift cards are going to be exchanged. Yeah, it doesn't get any more basic than that. Their CEO expects $3 billion in Starbucks gift cards will be exchanged this Christmas. They also added 538 new stores and they announced that they will resume their share buyback program. That to me doesn't sound like a company that is struggling. I bought the dip and now I am up to 16 shares of Starbucks worth around $1,700 in total equity. I have a total gain of $376 or 28%, but if I had made this video just yesterday, those numbers would have been much higher. As you can see, I've been adding almost weekly into my Jeppy position. I'm now up to 16 shares, almost $1,000 in total equity. I don't really know exactly how many shares I plan on buying. Maybe I'll stop at 25, but this is just a great way to get more passive income and dividends every single month and also get some great exposure to some blue chip companies. I also bought about $150 worth of SPY stock. I'm now up to 5.3 shares of them with an equity value of about $2,400. That's about 2% of my total portfolio now being put into just passive S&P 500 ETFs. I've just been buying SPY throughout the year. I'm up over $210, which isn't too bad for really doing absolutely nothing. I'm up 9.4% on my total position, and I'm just gonna continue to dollar cost average as time continues to go on. SPY is a very safe investment. I will still get good returns, they just won't be amazing returns since we're buying into the averages, but hey, the stock market has been on absolute fire lately. Now if you thought Starbucks' 7% tumble today was a lot, Visa would love to have a word with you. Visa is down 15% in the past month. They had yet another quarter where they beat earnings estimates, they actually had 29% 
year-over-year growth, and management said that recovery is coming from the global economies as they continue to add new value-added services. This includes cryptocurrencies as they actually have a partnership with Crypto.com and they have been buying NFTs. They've also been partnering with international branchless banking payment networks like Pay Nearby in India. There is also a BlockFi Visa credit card that gives cash back in crypto. So for those reasons, I wouldn't worry about cryptocurrency being the end of Visa. They actually mentioned cryptocurrency several times during their earnings call. But travel is still not at full swing as people aren't traveling as much as they were pre-C19 especially in business. Remember, when people swipe their cards, that's how Visa makes money. People often book hotels on cards, and much more often when they are on business or recreational travel, they will simply just use their Visa cards. But the big bad news for Visa was that the Justice Department was investigating as part of an antitrust probe whether Visa gave financial incentives to fintech companies like Square, Stripe, and PayPal to not use rival networks. Does this have the potential to be big? Possibly, but Visa will have the best lawyers that money can buy. They can afford a few billion dollars worth of fines. I wonder if Visa can pay for a fine on a Visa card. Now, just like Starbucks, I feel like this is short-term noise. We might remember it when they've had one bad quarter and the stock price really drops, but in the long run, people don't remember short-term news and great companies, they tend to find a way to go up. Visa also has ridiculous profit margins around 51%. That means after all their expenses are taken into account, Visa is still bringing in nearly half of all their revenues. And that is why Visa and other fintech companies are among some of my favorite companies to own. I now own 14 shares of Visa or just under $3,000 in equity. I have a total return of almost $400 or 15.5%. Now I didn't grow my portfolio to over $120,000 overnight. It was a lot of years of continuous learning, being patient, controlling my emotions, and not falling for the daily get-rich schemes. That's not often what's promoted here on YouTube, but I'm not one to usually follow the crowd. Now, if you've enjoyed this video, make sure you touch that like button and subscribe. Let me know in the comments below if you want to see more portfolio reveal videos. I genuinely don't think subscribers want to see portfolio reveal videos, so unless I get a lot of comments saying that people do want to see more of these portfolio reveal videos, I probably won't make these types of videos very often. Now remember, my videos are always found in podcast form under the Collect Cash podcast name. And until next time, I will buy, stash, and collect cash you later.